This is the Suburb Boys Fantasy Sports Podcast with your co-hosts, Cole Campbell and Jack Scales. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Supper Boys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, today it is just me. Uh, we're going to be rolling out kind of a little just Dynasty-centric stuff, uh, quick 30-minute quick hitter episodes with just me during the week. Uh, this will be coming out specifically on Wednesday. Um, so all I'm going to be doing here is just kind of walking through some of the big stuff going on in Dynasty uh, just to keep some content headed your way during this time of the year. Uh, obviously it doesn't pick up a ton until really the draft hits, but I just kind of wanted to go through each team's free agency signings and kind of the impact that it holds for dynasty. I pulled up the old, uh, PFF, uh, shout out those guys always doing great stuff and just kind of wanted to go through each team, talk about it. Any big signings, uh, PFF has a good deal too, where they signed up, uh, I guess not signed up, but they put the war, uh, the wins above replacement that each team has gained or lost. Uh, throughout kind of this point of of free agency and where that puts them moving forward. And so that's something that I'm also going to talk about specifically. And uh, we'll start, number one, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, So big thing with the Cardinals is they have not signed any uh, fantasy-relevant players. They signed a linebacker, Kaiser White, who's a hell of a linebacker. Um, I'll be honest, uh, defensive guy myself, but doesn't specifically affect us in terms of dynasty, so we'll slide right on by them. Move to Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's big signing in terms of dynasty relevance is Jonu Smith. And Jonu Smith has been a very solid tight end, a super athlete, a guy that definitely you want to keep your eye on. He's been a dynasty stash for my father specifically for quite a while. It's going to be interesting to see him play into Arthur Smith's um, offense, especially with Kyle Pitts there. I don't know if it makes life easier on Kyle Pitts or if it makes life harder. Uh, we do know that Jonu Smith has experience with Arthur Smith since they were in Tennessee together. I hope, and this is my brain hoping, you know, I have Kyle, Sp- Kyle Pitts stock. I definitely have faith in him. I think he's a great player, and I wouldn't sell on him. Honestly, I'd be drafting him more this year in redraft because I think that he's going to be a better price than he was last year. But... The hope would be that Jonu Smith potentially moves into more of the inline tight end and Kyle Pitts gets to play a little bit more, maybe receiver, split out Jimmy Graham style. Um, they have a couple other signings. PFF gives them a loss of almost a game on war, uh, but a grade of B. So we'll see what ends up playing out there. The next one we roll through is Baltimore. Um, nothing to talk about there. Uh, obviously, the big news is going to be Lamar Jackson and what they end up doing with him. Obviously, he's requested a trade, and that kind of whole situation is really up in the air. We don't really know what their decision is going to be, and we'll end up seeing. Um, Obviously, that's a big deal. They've signed a bunch of veteran wide receivers, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Next, we'll go to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo signed guard Connor McGovern, who has been a considerably good guard uh, throughout his career in the NFL. And they signed uh, Deontay Hardy, who's been a good kick returner. Nothing crazy. I expect to see the Bills take a wide receiver in the draft. I think that that's their move. This has been a weak wide receiver class, and I think that's something that 
a lot of teams are privy to, uh, but a strong wide receiver draft class. So I think you'll see a lot of teams maybe opt to not take that receiver now, not pay the money, but get the drafted kid. We'll go to Carolina. Carolina's been a very interesting team to me. Uh, they've kind of reshaped a lot of what they're doing on offense. Obviously, there's going to be a young quarterback, but the signing of DJ Chark and Adam Thielen are interesting. I tend to like DJ Chark a little bit more, but they're both not going to play a full season. I do like Hayden Hurst in this offense, and Miles Sanders is going to be an interesting watch. I think you'll get to see him be more of a bell cow, and that would be a good place for him, if I was to be very honest. I think Miles Sanders is going to be a guy that has a lot of value in Carolina. He fits kind of what they want to do. PFF gave them a good uh, war rating here, almost getting two full games. Um, to me, that's a big deal. Uh, that's When I scanned through this earlier on my own, that was going to be the highest war. Um, I think Carolina's going to get better. But there is a dark before the light. Um, they will not be great this year, but definitely a team that feels like they're tracking the right direction and a team that has an ownership group and coach and are doing things the right way to be headed in the right direction now. Definitely a team I would start to buy stock on if you're maybe not in a position to compete this year. Um, again, just kind of moving on. We'll go to the Bears. The Bears have been one of the most active teams in free agency to this point. Obviously, they traded the number one overall pick, got themselves good old DJ Moore. We've had this conversation on the podcast already about DJ Moore and about that number one overall trade. I think it's a good ad, and at the bare minimum, it gives really the Bears an opportunity to see how legit Justin Fields is and get a better understanding of is he the guy or is he not the guy before you have to give him the big contract. I think DJ Moore is going to shine. I think the Bears are going to be really good, and I think Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback in fantasy football this year, 100%. His ability to run and now his ability to have a real wide receiver class around him, and hopefully they take offensive linemen in the draft. I think that that's going to be a much improved team. PFF gives them a war rating of just under one game. I would say that we can round up. That's one game, which is pretty significant when looking at the rest of these war ratings. Uh, the next one we'll head to is Cincinnati. And Cincinnati doesn't make a sexy signing, and that'll be kind of a consistent theme for a couple of these teams I'll talk about. But they get Orlando Brown Jr. And he has been one of the best tackles in the NFL. They've had a rotating door of offensive line. And getting and protecting Joe Burrow is a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, that is going to be the line of success for this team. And that is what I'm interested in seeing. They haven't dealt T. Higgins yet. That might be a draft day deal. But if they don't deal T. Higgins and they bring in Orlando Brown, this is a Super Bowl team, and Joe Burrow gets considerably more exciting. The name I'm concerned about on this team is Joe Mixon. Number one, I think he's overpaid. And number two, I think there are running backs available in this draft class that are going to be able to perform as good, if not better. The next name that I'm going to throw onto your radar that maybe a lot of people don't want to see or hear is Zeke Elliott. If he ends up signing in Cincinnati, I think Zeke Elliott has a chance to be a top 10 fantasy running back. I'll say it now, top 10 fantasy running back this year. He's a guy that I don't sell on in Dynasty yet. I won't do it. He's older. I understand. But he could really reinvent himself there in Cincinnati 
And in redraft, I am taking Zeke Elliott at the discount. He's going to be a guy that's taken in that RB dead zone that I think has a big, big opportunity to really grow and help. Uh, next team is Cincinnati. They have not been active fantasy relevant um, in terms of in the free agency sphere, but I wouldn't be shocked to see them making a trade for a wide receiver. They definitely need to add one. Uh, just moving on there. We will just won't give it time. Next team is Dallas. I really like Braylon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, however you want to say it. I've always said Braylon. I know it's wrong. But I think that that's a good trade. More importantly, uh, Tony Pollard. And Tony Pollard, to me, could be the best running back in fantasy football if Mike McCarthy doesn't massacre this offense. And that is a big if, and that's the gamble that you have to take. But the amount of special like play that we've seen out of him when he wasn't getting the bulk of the carries is very, very impressive. I could definitely see them adding a big running back into this backfield to kind of help, um, I don't know, supplement his carry load, which to me doesn't scare me because we've seen him be successful uh, with Zeke Elliott there. And yeah, I'm interested. Um, Look, Tony Pollard, when you extrapolate out his snaps and extend him and look at what he would have done with a full season at the clip that he was getting towards the end would have made him the fourth running back in fantasy football. I think that's only going to grow. He's a guy that I would take in the first round that I'd be comfortable with. Um, Definitely a guy I'm keeping my eyes on and a guy I would trade for if possible. I think he's going to have a high price tag. Yeah. Um, Next, we will hit my beloved Denver Broncos. A couple of non-sexy signings to start. Uh, Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey are big, big, big signings. Uh, The Broncos have had a rotating door at right tackle, and Mike McGlinchey solves that issue right now. That's kind of been a Sean Payton staple, too, is to bring in a really strong right tackle, uh, kind of a peek behind the glass. I don't know if everybody realizes this sometimes, but NFL teams like to put their best pass rusher against the right tackle because they tend to be worse pass protectors. Just kind of a general rule of thumb. So bringing in Mike McGlinchey is a guy that can pass protect, can do things the right way, and will definitely help this team. Uh, Ben Powers is PFF's top-graded guard last year. He helps that offensive line get better, and the offensive line gets better means the quarterback gets better, means the wide receivers get better. I love Jerry Judy this year. I love Tim Patrick this year. I love – I don't know if I love Cortland Sutton yet. I'm starting to sell on him, but – this is a team that I would sit on my stock in and really start to look at it. The name that concerns me out of this whole deal is Samaje Pirine. Um, not because of Pirine. I think Pirine's going to be very successful. When we look at what Sean Payton's done, running backs like Deuce McAllister, like Alvin Kamara, like Reggie Bush, running backs that can run and catch have been very successful with Sean Payton. And Samaje is one of those guys. He's going to be the catching the ball out of the backfield guy. And that concerns me for Javante Williams and potential vulturing of his stuff. Javante's a guy I would potentially look to move. Um, the ACL doesn't scare me. It's the Samaje Pirine maybe cutting into his role that scares me. Um, other than that, there's not a lot of big signings that are fantasy relevant to really keep in mind. They brought in a blocking tight end, but uh, who cares? Uh, 
And then we'll go back. PFF gives them a war rating of about a half a game that they've gained. Um, PFF has slotted them in in about 10 games. So that bumps them up to almost 10 and a half, 11. So that's a, that's a good spot to be at. Um, I feel better about this Broncos team. I think they're headed in the right direction. Obviously, there's some interest in the whole, uh, I don't know, uh, Russ Wilson knee scope situation and their willingness to not talk about it at all. So I don't know, um, but that's uh, something to keep an eye on. I like the way this team's headed. I feel like they addressed issues that really stood out to me. Uh, next is Detroit. Detroit's been very active defensively, which they definitely needed to be. Anybody that watched that defense, it was a turnstile. Um, but it definitely had pieces that were pointing towards maybe being a better team. Uh, they lose Jamal Williams, the fantasy darling last year, but bring in David Montgomery. And what this points to me is that I would I would have the conversation about selling Swift. Um, I think somebody offered me the seventh overall pick this year for Swift. That would be a hard conversation. Um, I think that they want Montgomery to be the bell cow. And I don't know what Swift's role is going to be. Um, I can't really peg it myself. Um, maybe a pass catcher. But really, he has not been healthy. And he has lived off explosive plays. If you take away his first two games, he was on track for about 400 yards. That's not um, great. So he's the name that I would probably be selling the most out of free agency. Probably the biggest loser to me if I was to really really think about it personally. I think Montgomery is going to be very successful there. Um, next, we'll go to the Packers. They have not done anything, just lost stuff. It's going to be a, a fire sale over there. Um, yeah. Next, Houston. Again, not a team that I expect to see much out of. Uh, there's not a lot of fantasy relevance here. Robert Woods is old and nobody cares. Um, they're going to be a dumpster fire again. They're going to continue to be one. Um, but they're going to sign a young quarterback and maybe a team to keep your eye on. If I was drafting a quarterback, two-quarterback dynasty league, something like that, super flex, definitely interested in whatever quarterback they take. But at this point, yeah. Uh, Indy has not made a fantasy-relevant signing. Um, again, team looking at a quarterback. I don't know what to think about Pittman yet. I, I really don't. Um, before last year, I was definitely buying in on Michael Pittman. I was buying in on that Colts offense. I thought Matt Ryan was going to be a going to be a ball player for him, and uh, now I'm not so sure. So we will definitely keep an eye on Indy. Um, a lot of it depends on the quarterback they end up with. Will Levis. I'm starting to shake my head. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, next, we'll jump over to Jacksonville, who has not made any signings. Um, they have franchise tagged Evan Ingram, which is an awesome choice. We kind of get to see more of him fitting into this offense and what it's going to look like. I think he's going to be a guy that when we look at how undervalued, or not undervalued, um, how poor, I'll just say it, poor the tight end position has been in fantasy football, Evan Ingram's a guy that you don't have to take early that I think can be a contributor to your team. Definitely a guy I would be interested in. Uh, Kansas City just signed Jawan Taylor. Offensive lineman, not sexy, but he's been a very stable offensive lineman and is, is good to see. I don't think we have to ask any questions about Kansas City. I think we know that they're going to get it done with whatever cast of characters they have around. But 
because of the loss of Juju Smith-Schuster and Meikle Hardman. Uh, keep an eye on uh, definitely a sexy wide receiver pick here in the first round. Uh, always be conscientious of Travis Kelsey and what they're going to do there, but definitely interested to see that. I don't have fear in terms of Kansas City and what they do in free agency. I think they've proven that they know what they're doing. Uh, Brent Veach has proven to be one of the smartest guys around. So don't take any doubt in whatever they're doing. Uh, next is Vegas. And Vegas is definitely an interesting team to keep an eye on because I thought when Derek Carr left, Devontae Adams was going to be up Shit's Creek without a paddle. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, saves his value. Uh, Jacoby Myers, to me, is not anything. Um, I think he slides into the same place he was in New England. I don't think that that changes anything. He's he's a very handsy player. You know the guy he is, and it doesn't scare me there. Uh, the Chargers have been one of the more, I don't know, disappointing teams, I would say, in free agency. Uh, they signed Eric Kendricks to kind of bolster a veteran defense that really, to me, underperformed and underpromised last year. But if they're going to win, they need a better defense. They haven't added anything fantasy relevant. Definitely a team to keep kind of that eye on and see what happens, I guess. I, if they put the pieces together, they're for real. And the Eckler news is something to keep an eye on. I don't, I don't think he's actually leaving. I think he wants a contract. But if he is, he's going to Chicago. Pretty easy deal. And, and if he does leave... Definitely makes Mike Williams, to me, a sexier pick. I'm always concerned about Keenan Allen. If you still have him, get rid of him. Um, I think we kind of start to see that wide receivers hit 30 years old and they fall off a cliff. And I think he fell off the cliff last year. He was definitely banged up, but he doesn't look like the same route runner. Bottom line. Uh, next is the Rams. And I don't really know what to think about the Rams. Um, they're definitely getting into that point where you know, the, the franchise tag, not the franchise tag, I'm sorry, the salary cap is what it is right now. And you have to make a choice to, de to make a deal with the devil. And they're getting into those void years. They made that deal with the devil for the Super Bowl ring. And you're seeing some of the pieces go. Jalen Ramsey, obviously, chief among them. But bottom line is Stafford's going to be healthy. Uh, Cup's going to be healthy. That's going to be a dynamic duo. We know what Cooper Cup is. We know what Matthew Stafford is. I you know it. You buy in on that. Um, but from there, the rest of this team, I'm not really bought in on buying anything. I'm not really interested in Matthew Stafford fantasy-wise either. Um, I just don't think that he produces enough with his arm to be special, um, nor does he produce anything with his legs. So Cooper Cup to me is the only guy that I'm looking at in terms of fantasy-wise. Uh, next, we go to Miami. Look, they didn't sign anybody really fantasy relevant, and they re-signed Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., which, again, leaves that backfield in the same spot it was, um, that I have no, I, no idea what the hell's going on with it. Um, I'm not going to pretend. Uh, but adding Jalen Ramsey makes this team better, and making this team better means that they're going to be in more games, and that's sometimes important in terms of fantasy football, that the other the, the stars will have to produce more. And Tyreek Hill's going to have to produce more. Jalen Waddle's going to have to produce more. Just kind of the way it is. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, nothing crazy big. They're going to be a better team 
So take that for what it's worth. Uh, next is Minnesota. Again, just adding to that defense. To me, this is also a dark horse team for Lamar. Um, good for Kirk Cousins that he refuses to really do anything about his contract because bottom line is the NFL, you only have so long and get as much money as you can. But it's probably going to cost him his job in Minnesota. Uh, end of the day. I would be very interested to see this team with Lamar. I think that they have a lot of special players, and obviously we know the guy that J Jefferson, Justin Jefferson is, and I think K.J. Osborne has progressively gotten better over the years. And he's a guy that I'm probably most interested in to see how his role evolves within now bringing in, not bringing in anybody like that. It seems that they trust him. I don't expect them to draft somebody either. Dalvin Cook's obviously a name to keep an eye on, too. Um, I don't think anybody really knows what they're going to do with him. Again, if he doesn't restructure, uh, he'll probably get dealt, uh, again, potentially to Chicago. If that's the case, we know that Madison is that dude, and he re-signed. Um, I think he re-signed with maybe the thought that Cook isn't coming back. Again, maybe a draft day trade, but keep an eye on it. Minnesota's one of those teams that, if it's not Justin Jefferson or K.J. Osborne, I'm not terrifically interested. I, I guess Hawkinson, too. Just, again, reliance of how fantasy is on tight ends. But, again, just kind of keep your eye on them. They're an interesting team. The next one is New England. Uh, New England, again, is a team that, shout out Meek Mill, has been rumored to be getting Lamar uh, because Meek Mill is texting saying Lamar wants to go to New England. If that's the case, this is a team that, oh, boy, I, I don't even know. Um, they don't have a lot of weapons offensively. Uh, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster, who doesn't move the needle for me. James Robinson's interesting, and I don't know how he affects the <sighs> Ramondre Stevenson situation. Um, I, I don't think – I think Ramondre's role is very special. I think he will stay in that role. Uh, James Robinson obviously had the torn Achilles and has lost some pop, but could definitely stabilize Ramondre's role. Um, and Mike Kosicki is a good signing. Um, he's a good tight end. Uh, again, another guy that even if Lamar doesn't go there, I'm interested in fantasy-wise because of the nature of the position. Uh, we'll roll on. Uh, Saints are interesting. Uh, Resign Michael Thomas. If he's healthy, that's going to be – Definitely a team to keep an eye on. Uh, I think he's a guy that you might be able to get on a discount because people are sick of him. Um, I really like the Derek Carr ad. I think he's a, I think he's a guy that doesn't get his due. To be very honest, I think he's a good player. Oh, sorry, excuse me. A little early in the morning here, but uh, Jamal Williams makes this team a little more interesting. Maybe takes some of the pressure off Alvin Kamara, uh, but. Again, with Sean Payton not there, Alvin Kamara's role changes. And if Jamal Williams is going to vulture touchdowns, then I don't want anything to do with Alvin Kamara on top of all of his legal issues. So that's the biggest thing is I would uh, – I'd take what you can get at this point. Uh, I, don't, I don't love Alvin Kamara moving forward. I don't love whatever he's showing me. I don't – I just – I'm out. Um there's too many question marks, and a lot of fantasy football and a lot of dynasty is mitigating risk. 
no liabilities. We just want assets. And Alvin Kamara screams asset in red letters. Uh, <clears throat> next, we'll roll through to the Giants. Boy, are the Giants interesting. Uh, they keep Daniel Jones. Uh, they'll keep Saquon on a, on a franchise. Bring in Dale, Darren Waller, which I think this makes Darren Waller a great player. Uh, Fantasy-wise, it moves him back into that top three tight end spot to me. Um, I think he's going to be the the lead pass catcher. Um, they have gone with a, uh, whew, a very interesting approach at wide receiver of just uh, bringing a bunch of guys that kind of suck and hope one of them doesn't suck. Uh, but I think Paris Campbell's good. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good ad. Um, I think they're going to draft somebody. I, I don't know who to trust in the Giants wide receiver room, uh, but I do trust Darren Waller, and I think he's going to be a good player. And I think if I know anything about day ball, good old ski ball, um, he's going to scheme him open. He's going to get him in a good spot. Uh, next is the Jets. Look, uh, the Jets are very easy. It's a very, very, very easy equation. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is there, awesome. Uh, the Jets' offensive players are gold. Uh, Garrett Wilson is gold. Hell, even Alan Lazard is going to be gold. But if he's not, um, ouch. Uh, bottom line. And, and he wants to be there. Um, it's just figuring out all the nonsense to get him there. And I think if he's not there, he's retiring. Just uh, pretty, pretty cut and dry to me. Um, obviously, Brees Hall is going to be an interesting situation to see. Um, I trust Brees Hall in all the situations. I think they let James Robinson walk uh, with the knowledge that Brees Hall is going to be good. Obviously, Zeke has shown interest in there, which that's the, the name that would concern me um, because Brees Hall would lose, I don't know, six touchdowns, five, six touchdowns, somewhere in there to Zeke. Um, but he's still going to be the lead back. It's just a matter of getting the quote-unquote value carries that we like to see out of a running back. But obviously, um, our boy uh, our boy Brees is going to beat him out. So, bottom line. Uh, next, we'll roll on to Philly. Uh, two big signings there uh, is obvious. Well, I guess not two. Uh, one big signing is uh, Richard Penny, who has shown flashes of being a really, really good NFL running back. He, he actually has. And Philly lost Miles Sanders, and I think they trust everything else going on in that backfield. Uh, but Penny could be a guy that perfectly fits into what they want to do. He runs down the field hard. He could definitely fit into that Miles Sanders role. And it might take him off a of Bijan watch. Who knows? But it's something to keep an eye on. Um, if they obviously add Bijan, then I don't love Penny anymore. Um, I don't love any of that backfield, not in Bijan. Um, but, yeah, just kind of keep an eye on that Philly team. Obviously, they've lost a lot, but they're still going to be good. They have the answer. They have the quarterback. Uh, nobody cares about the Steelers. We'll move on. Um, I guess I should say this. Um, they did add two guards to an offensive line that has been pitiful. Um, maybe it helps Najee. Maybe it doesn't. If Najee's healthy um, and they've improved the offensive line, Maybe don't sell him like the Black Plague anymore. I don't know. Um, I don't really love Najee Harris. I haven't loved him since he got in the league. I think he's a very inefficient rusher. I think that they run very inefficient plays, and until Matt Canada's gone, um, I think it's going to be the same. Just my thought. Um, take it for what it's worth. I've never been a Bijan uh, believer, but who knows? I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. 
hell, I told everybody to get the hell out of Josh Jacobs last year after the Broncos game because he does this. And then I was wrong. Ugh. But I don't know. Could buy in. Could buy in. I just, I just, I, I don't, I'm not sold till Matt Canada's gone. That's my, uh, my answer to that question. San Francisco. San Francisco is interesting as hell. Um, obviously, John Lynch has come out and said um, if they had started a game tomorrow, it would be Brock Purdy. He's earned that right. And yes, uh, he's played very, very well. Um, we do not know what Trey Lance is. Let's just be very honest. He had played in a monsoon and then he broke his ankle. Um, they brought in Sam Darnold and they have said that Sam Darnold will have a shot to start um, if Brock Purdy's not ready. And that says something. Um, if Sam Darnold starts over Trey Lance, they are going to cut his ass. Uh, I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, so it makes me question Trey Lance. But we had this conversation with Kamara about assets and liabilities. And I don't think he's a liability yet. I, I don't. Uh, because if he is, if he wins out, if he beats Brock Purdy, you know, this, that, and the other. If he doesn't beat Brock Purdy, but he shows that, hey, I'm a ball player, and he gets traded somewhere, awesome. Because he's another guy, just like Justin Fields, that runs the ball very efficiently, that could be a superstar in fantasy for you. I'm not ready to sell on Lance yet. Um, as a NFL general manager, I would be selling that, that I'd be selling him right up the river. As a fantasy general manager, I'm not ready yet. Just bottom line, um, he's still an asset to me. He's not the black plague yet. Um, Seattle doesn't make any fantasy-relevant signings, just make the defense better. Obviously, they keep Geno Smith on a very team-friendly deal. Um, that's good to see. Good for Geno. Um, that's a good story to look into. They're going to run it back. They're going to see how it looks. Um, I think they're a team that needs to add a running back. They could be on Bijan watch. Just uh, call spade a spade um, with the loss of Homer and Penny. But adding Bijan would be sexy. Uh, but that's a team that, in terms of the pass catchers, I really like. Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Is that a bad team? Um, again, uh, they made a deal with the devil. Um, and when you make a deal with the devil, he gets your soul. And he will get you. Um, we know this. And they're going to roll out Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield is going to have some sexy weapons. Um, I don't know. Um, I struggle with this because my mind tells me that Baker Mayfield sucks at football. Uh, not maybe football, uh, you know, objectively. But sucks at being an NFL quarterback. And then my heart tells me Baker Mayfield's great at being an NFL quarterback, that he, he just needs to be in the right situation. And if there is a situation that's right, this is the one. And we will find out what kind of guy Baker Mayfield really is. Um, if, he's the, if he's the show, if he's the guy he was in Cleveland, this Tampa Bay team's going to be good. They're going to win the South. Um, and honestly, the NFC is wide open. Um, if he is not, um, then this team will suck. And the wide receivers on that team will suck. Uh, bottom line. So I guess the question is um, the faith in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to make Baker Mayfield good. Um, if you believe Baker Mayfield's good, it is all your interpretation on Baker Mayfield. Um, and mine is a positive one, so I buy in. Um, it will not be Tom Brady, but it will be definitely a, a solid player. I don't know.
Take it for what it's worth. Next is Tennessee. And, uh, ooh, baby. We are, uh, we are very, very close to blowing up Tennessee. Um, just forewarning. Um, I'm not, I'm not selling the king yet. Uh, I think the king has one more good year. Um, and then we can have that conversation. Uh, but I think they're very close to blowing this up. Uh, I think the signings are el- evidence of that. They signed young players and uh, offensive linemen that maybe have a little bit of a question mark. Um, letting guys like Taylor Lewan go kind of show that we're going to move into a new era of Tennessee football. And that sucks. Uh, this is a team that was really bad, but this group has made them better. I still think that, you know, King Henry is going to be good. Um, Tanhill's Tanhill. I won't lie to you. Uh, I don't think uh, the cat they took, the the quarterback, his name escapes him right now. I, I, I'm not. I'm out. I'm selling. Uh, I'd, I'd cut him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even try and trade him on my team. Um, and the wide receiver, um, the the one from Arkansas, his name also escapes me right now. But he's a guy that I want to see play a healthy season, and I don't know when we'll see that. Uh, but if we see it, bully, great, awesome. He's a guy that could be a very very good player. Um, if we don't, then he's gonna fall into that that trap, the trap we all know of uh, guys with a lot of talent that kind of stink. Um, the good old commies, the Washington Commanders. Uh, best news to come out for the commies is that uh, they are going to be sold. Uh, there's been an offer in, six billy. Um, that's big. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback is. Uh, I like Sam Howell. I thought he looked good in his last game, but he looked good in his last game. Uh, he's played one game. I don't know if they're going to draft a quarterback. They brought in Jacoby Brissett, who is – the prototypical bridge guy. He is exactly that. And, yeah, I think they're going to give Sam Howell a shot and maybe play for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes next year. But they brought in Andrew Wiley, who's a good tackle. They have fantasy weapons on the outside. J.D. McKissick's gone, um, which I don't know what that means in terms of the Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson bonanza. I don't like Gibson. Um, he's a talented player, but, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. The guy uh, sucks. He is not in the good graces of the team. He is pissed off somebody. I don't really know. Um, but, again, another team that's in Lamar watch. Um, Lamar comes. This team automatically gets elevated to a group of guys that could very much so be a dangerous team in the NFC. And that's just the bottom line. So just look at them that way. Um, they do have one of the highest war grades coming out from PFF of almost two games as well. I do think they've gotten better. Um, they couldn't have gotten worse, but new ownership is the biggest news for them. So, all right, uh, that's it. We're sitting at a cool 35 minutes. Um, we'll call it a day. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Any fantasy questions, uh, feel free. Hit me up on Twitter, uh, Cole Campbell, too. Um, Hit me up on Instagram, ColeCampbell55. Yeah, um, I'm definitely open to fielding questions, whatever you got. Thank you.